That's good. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. So a couple of quick announcements. Uh, yesterday we went out and we fed the homeless in the, in, uh, around the park and around the city. And uh, you can plug in that ministry. That ministry is the second Saturday of every month. We meet about 10 o'clock to get stuff ready. Then we go out and it, it uh, really uh, open your eyes up to some things, guys. Learn to serve some, something beside yourself. Praise God. Uh, this coming up Saturday from 1030 or, uh, to 11.30 is going to be our food closet, and we're, it's going to be our clothes closet. We're always looking for volunteers to come out, and we give away food to people in the community that need it, so it's another good, a great place to serve, praise the Lord. And so this Thursday, we have Celebrate Recovery. <laughs> praise God. Yeah, Celebrate Recovery is doing great. Uh, Tuesday nights, we have prayer meeting. Amen. Amen. So uh, we had a good crowd down here Tuesday night. We probably had 15 people, I want to say, so that's awesome. You got to learn, learn to pray. And then uh, we need, I was, I was given an announcement that we need volunteers to work in our iKids ministry and in our nursery. So if you guys are kind of feeling that call to step out and get involved and serve some, to give someone else a chance to get over here and get a break, that'd be awesome. God will bless you for it. Um, praise the Lord. And then there's a uh, ladies' step study Friday night. I think, or 7.30? 6.30, praise the Lord. So the ladies knows what's going on with that one. Praise God. And so I think that's it for right now. So um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Luke 4.16. I got the New King James. If you don't have the New King James, it's it's probably pretty close. Praise the Lord. And it says this. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as it was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, and he was handed a book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found that place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives in the recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, I just come before you this morning, and Father, I would ask that you would touch this church, Father, that you would speak a word into each and everyone's life, that this is a new year, 2018, Father, and you're calling us, the church, Father, to go out, Father, Lord, and set the captives free, Father, to reach out to people's life and let them know that they have a hope in Christ Jesus. Father, I bind every hindering spirit that would come against this word, every distraction, and I ask the Holy Spirit to have his way in this house today and speak a word into everyone's life that you're calling the church to come up higher this year, Father. And I ask it, Father, in your mighty name. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So my thoughts this morning, guys, is reaching out. And see, this is 2018. It's a new year. And we need to reach out further in our community. We need to go further in our city and touch people's lives more than we did last year. We need heart, the heartbeat of this church, guys. It needs to be outreach because I believe that's the heartbeat of the church. Jesus told his disciples to go into the world making disciples and baptizing. We're to go into our city and touching people's lives, making disciples for Jesus Christ. And if we're not doing that, if we're not reaching out as a church. We're not doing what the Lord Jesus Christ has called us as a church to do. We got to reach out and touch people's lives. See, you can't get satisfied. You can't get satisfied coming to church and just sitting with your little circle of friends on your little row of seats right there. You can't get satisfied. That's called religion, guys. You got to reach out. Praise the Lord. You have to want more than that. And if that's your perspective this morning, then you need to pray for a fresh revelation of hell because there's people dying and going to hell every day that God had a different plan. He 
had a different purpose for their life, but he's called us, the church, to reach out and let them know that he loves them and they don't have to go down that road of destruction. Praise God. God wants you and me, the church, to reach out to this community that we live in. Jesus gave us a model for this on how to reach out. And he was reading from Isaiah. And so how do we reach out here in 2018? Well, Jesus reads from Isaiah, and he says, he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And so we're to, number one, we're to preach the gospel to the poor. The word preach means it means to proclaim, to make known. And we're to preach, we're to proclaim, we're to make known the life-changing power of the Lord Jesus Christ to people's lives, praise God. That Jesus can change them, that this world that's living and dying and sin and stuck in their, their addictions and all those things that go along in their lifestyles, that there's a God that loves them. He's got a different plan and purpose for their life. And see, we're to go out and we're to make known to the whole world, um, the rich and the poor, that Jesus Christ loves them. And see, church, you can have all the riches, all the money in the world. You can have the great job. You can have that big house. You can have a, the nice vehicle. But if you don't know Christ, you're spiritually poor. And see, poor is more than just a physical or, or financial status in your life. It's a spiritual position. And see, if you don't know Christ, you're poor, no matter how much money you have. And see, the world is so focused on getting material things and, and what they can get, they neglect their need for a Savior in their life. And see, the Bible says here in Mark eight thirty six. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? See, if you go to hell as a rich man, you still go to hell. You lose. You haven't profited from it, guys. But on the other hand, you can be so broke that you can't rub two pennies together. But if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're rich beyond measure this morning. Praise the Lord. See, the Lord takes care of his own. See, I'm not one of those persons that believes that, um, you know, that poor is holiness. Uh, I believe that you can have money and you can have nice things and, and you know, and all, all this. As long as you don't put it before the Lord, the Lord don't mind you having nice things. I don't believe homeliness is holiness. You don't have to, to wear your bun in a hair, you know, uh, your hair in a bun and a, a skirt down to your knees, look like Princess Leia, you know, no makeup. For all means, if you need makeup, wear makeup, praise God. It's welcome in the house. Thank you. I love Mr. Maybelline, praise God. He's welcome here anytime. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible, the Bible says here in Philippians 4.19, he says, we serve God. We'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, guys. See, I believe if you're a child of God and you're in alignment with God's word and, and, and you're giving and, you know, and, and you're tithing, that you can call those things that aren't as though they are. You can speak blessings and favor into your life, praise God. See, Psalms uh, 37 says, I've been young and now I'm old. But I've not yet seen the righteous forsaken or this, their descendants begging bread, praise God. See, I've seen my sister Liz struggle and uh, you know, go through a divorce and, and have three daughters. She had to raise on her own, and, and at times you know, it was tough, and she had to move back in even with my family for a time and season. But I've seen her you know, uh, step out in faith and trust God and, 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 and start out as a waiter and end up a, a assistant manager in, in a restaurant. And then that, that job went away, and then God took her and blessed her and put her in another business. She became an assistant manager. Then she became a manager of her own store that runs like $4 million a year, praise God. And it's not because she, she's searching for money. Money's just a tool to live by. But her, her first love is Jesus Christ. Praise God. You can have money and still serve God. 
See, the Lord takes care of his own. See, we're to proclaim, we're to make known God's word to the poor. See, we're to reach out, not just to the spiritually poor guys, but to those that are physically, those that are in need, those that, those that are hurting. That's why we have our food closet next door. And I'm hoping this year to maybe knock out some walls and expand that and maybe, hopefully, maybe get a, get a, get a person there one day a week, four times a month, that we can have food to hand out to the community. But see, I I made a plea here not too long ago. I've asked the church to come out and sign up because the more people we sign up, the more different types of food we can get that we can give out. And hardly anybody from our church shows up on Saturday. And it's a tool for us to reach out to those that are lost and dying. When people are hurting and we have something that we can give them, it opens up a window, an opportunity to speak into their lives. And so I need the church to help me with this this year. I need you on Saturdays, the second Saturday of the month. Come down. It's not a one-time thing. Come down. Sign up. If you don't want the food, give it to somebody or donate it back to the church. But help us reach out to touch the lost. Praise God. Matthew says this in 14, 15. He said, when it was evening, his disciples came saying, this is a a deserted place. An hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the village and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, do not send them away. You give them something to eat. See, Jesus just didn't see their spiritual needs. He saw their physical needs. And then the Bible goes on to say he took the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven. He blessed it. He broke it and gave it out. And then this miracle happened where he fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. See? And see, church, there's a powerful lesson there to be seen. See, when you're, when you're reaching out to help, when you're, when you're reaching out to serve, if you don't have enough, you might not have what it takes to do the job. But if you'll take what you have, if you'll look up to heaven, you'll ask God's blessing, you'll give him what you have, you'll humble, you'll humble yourself and use what you got. Just watch what God will do in your life, praise God. Amen. See, church, before there was a miracle, there was a breaking. See, the blessing was in the breaking. And sometimes as people in the church, we get so focused and so self-centered on ourselves and about me, 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 I, 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 and what I want and what I want to do and not what God wants to do and what God wants to do through you in your life. And see, there needs to be a, a humbling, a breaking in your life so God can use you. See, dead people have no will. They have no agenda. See, Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. So it's no longer me that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me. So if I've been crucified with Christ, I have no will, I have no agenda, but to do the will of my Father here on earth. Some of you here today, you want to see change in your life? Stop making it about you. Humble yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to do some breaking in your life. Reach out to others around you. Get involved in serving something other than yourself and watch what God will do in your life. See, church, we need to reach out. We need to proclaim, make known God's word, the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and hurting world. So how do we reach out here in 2018? Well, Jesus reads from Isaiah. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So number two, we're to reach out to the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted means burdened with sorrow and disappointment. And see, church, we're to reach out to those that's carrying those burdens, those heavy disappointments and sorrows in their life. See, we live in a city that's full of people that's grieving over the loss of loved ones or it's suffered a a, a terrible divorce. It's got disappointment after disappointment in their life. 
and we're to share the good news with them, praise God. See, the enemy comes in and he lies to him. He says, your life is over. It's done for you. You've done reach as high as you're going to go. It's all downhill from, uh, from here on out. No one loves you. No one cares. And see, people begin to believe that garbage. And they begin to listen to it. And they begin to isolate themselves from relationships. And that's where we have to come in as a church. We have to let them know that there's a God out there that still loves them, that still cares for them. And that their best days is not behind them. Their best days can still be in front of their life. Praise God. See, because we still serve a God that's a yoke-destroying, burden-removing God, praise God. And he can turn their mourning into dancing, into laughter, praise the Lord. See, Psalms 34 and 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and to those who are crushed in spirit. See, it only takes one person, guys, who, who cares enough to reach out to make a difference in someone's life. And we need to reach out this year. We need to reach out to the church and let them know that God loves them. He's got a place for him, and we got a place for him here in this church. We have to reach out to people in our city and let them know that there's a place here, that we love them, and God loves them. Psalms 147 says he heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. Church, me and you, we're the representation of Jesus Christ here on this earth. We're the church. We're the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. We're to reach out to the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds with love. Praise God. Bring the healing in Jesus' name to their life. Praise the Lord. So how do we reach out in 2018? Well, Jesus reads from Isaiah. He's to proclaim liberty to the captives. So number three, we're to proclaim freedom to the captives. See, captives means prisoner. It means held under the control of another. And see, church, we live in times where there's so many people that's held in prison under uh, their addictions or their fears of lust or the things of the traps of the enemy in their life. They're held under captive. They're, they're prisoner. They're held under control of the power of the enemy. And they're lost with no chance of getting out without Jesus Christ. And church, we have to reach out. We're the ones that lead them to freedom, praise the Lord. Church, it's our responsibility. That true freedom it only, from captivity only comes through Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. That Jesus Christ, he is the highest power. He's the only one that has the power and the authority to break the captives and set them free, to break the chains that bind people, praise the Lord. And see, there's some people that aren't held captive by, by sins and by addictions. They're held captive by fear. See, fear is powerful. Fear will put its hands around your throat and it will grip you and it will cause you to sit in a place so long that you miss the timing, you miss the window of opportunity God has for your life. And you have to recognize it and you have to break it because fear will bind you and it will keep you in a place of no service. And I know I spent like 10 years of my life bound by fear, running out the doors when there was an altar service or when I was asked to open up service. No, and I'd take off and fear, just a fear gripped my life and I wasted years of my life. And it wasn't until I started getting in God's word and getting God's word in my mind and telling the devil he's a liar, he's not going to have control of my life, that I didn't want to miss the seasons and the opportunities that God had for my life. And I began to take the word and just, bam, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. It's like that, that arcade game. It's got that gopher. It sticks his head up, and you got that ball, that big old paddle, and he's like, bam, in Jesus' name, and he'll put his head down and pops it back up over here. Because just when you get victory, the enemy will always try to take the things that he's dangled in your life, that he's addicted you with, and he'll try to put them back out there and see if you'll take the bait. But you got to, bam, hit it in Jesus' name. Bam, I can do all things. Greater he that is in me than he that is in the world. Get rid of the fear. 
Fear has no place in a Christian's life. Timothy says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind, praise God. See, there's people today that's in the city that's bound and they're in prison and they're held captive to sins in their life. They're stuck in their addictions and and they need freedom. And I don't care what this world tries to tell you guys, a program's not going to deliver you. It takes the precious blood of Jesus Christ being applied to your life to bring freedom to the captive. In church, we have to be willing to reach out and let them know it takes more than a program. It takes Jesus Christ that changes their life. And we have to get out of our comfort zone. And we have to go after the lost. We can't wait for the lost to come to us. We have to get outside these four walls. We have to get into our city, get into our community, get into our, our jobs, into our, our coworkers, and let them know that God loves him. See, church, one person said, if we want them coming down the aisles, we got to go down the streets. We got to reach people. See, God put the church here to seek the lost in this community, not for the lost to seek the church. It's our job, our responsibility to reach out to people. So how do we reach out here in 2018? Jesus reads from Isaiah, the recovery of the sight to the blind. So number four, guys, is we're to help people get their vision back. See, Mark 8 and 22 tells a story about Jesus. He comes to this city called Bethsaida with his disciples. And the people meet him there, and they bring this blind man to Jesus. The people bring him to Jesus. They reach out. They bring him to Jesus. And they beg him to heal him. So Jesus takes him by the arm, and he leads him out of the crowd, out of the city, out by himself. It was just him and, him and, 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 the, and the dude there. And uh, the Bible says that Jesus spits in his eyes. And I'm like, ah. And he asks him, he's like, can you see? The guy's like rubbing his eyes. I can see people as trees. So Jesus touches him again, and he receives his sight. It's not that Jesus had to touch him again. I mean, Jesus just speak the word, and you can have your healing. But sometimes our faith maybe is not where it needs to be to receive what we need. And sometimes we need a second touch. But the Bible goes on to say that he leads him out, you know, and he he gives him a healing. And then uh, he tells him, don't go back through the city. Don't go back that same way you came from. I want you to go home. But don't go back to those same things. See, he, he, he received his healing. He's got sight now. He's got vision. But Jesus is all, don't go back. Don't go back to those places that will distract you from the vision I have for you, for the place and the purpose I have for you. And see, guys, I wrote this down. You can't have vision for the future and live in the past. And see, there's too many people today that have lost what God has for them because they can't get out of their past. They're stuck in their past. They're stuck with the hurts of yesterday. And you got to move past the past and look forward to the vision that God has for you in the future. God has a plan for your life. And see, Paul says this. He says, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what's ahead. We can't live in the past, guys. We got to move forward. Praise the Lord. Lord. See, church, we have to reach out and get people to Jesus so they can get their, their, their vision back. Praise God. See, I don't have vision for your life, but I know who does. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he says that he has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a hope. He has a future for your life. See, church, we have to reach out to the spiritually blind, the ones who've lost their sight, and let them know that there's a God who loves them and cares for them and still got a plan and purpose for their life. And he's the one that can restore their vision to their life and that they can see clearly that what he, what he wants for their life, praise God. 
See, Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there's no vision, the people perish. See, church, there's people who've lost their vision for life all over the city. They're living in those dark places. They're hiding in themselves. They're afraid. They're, they have no hope and no, no vision for tomorrow. They can't see that their life can change. Their situation can change. And so people, they settle in this state of blindness, of, of no vision, of unclear vision for their lives. And so they stay in, in their addictions. They stay out on the streets. You know, they stay in those bad relationships because they're spiritually blind. And see, we went yesterday, and like I said, we, we handed out food to the homeless. And we came across all kinds of people, you know, sleeping in their sleeping bags behind dumpsters. And, and, and it breaks your heart because you see people that, that are there that, that they have no vision for their life beyond where they're at. See, they can't look into their life and see what God sees. All they can see is where they're at in life. They've lost their vision, their hope for tomorrow. They're stuck in today. And see, church, God is calling us, the church, to have his heartbeat that will reach out and will take the message of hope to people that's lost hope, to to take vision to people that doesn't have no vision. It's our job. It's our responsibility is being saved to spread what God has given us. We have to reach out, guys. One quote says this. It says, what a waste to have eyes but no vision. See, church, we have to be willing to reach out just like Jesus did and touch those that are blind. See, Jesus wasn't scared of the dark. He wasn't scared to go into the dark places. And we don't need to be scared to go into the dark places. Matter of fact, uh, a flashlight signs better at night. And Jesus said, we are the light of the world, praise God. So we, we need to hit the streets. We need to hit the parks. We need to hit our, our neighborhoods this year more than we did last year and spread some hope, spread some vision. Let people know there's a God that has a vision for their life and they can come out of those dark places and they can receive their sight in Jesus' name. Church, God can give them vision back for their life. And we live here in a time where the God of this world, Satan, he's blinding people's need for a savior. See, people don't think they need a savior anymore. That their, their savior is their retirement program. It's their, it's their, uh, it's their bank account. It's their, their careers. It's their relationships. And Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there uh, salvation in any other, for there is no name under heaven given among men where we must be saved. Talking about Christ. Your retirement account, your money, your bank account, your relationships, none of those things can save you. It takes Jesus Christ to save mankind. See, nothing in this world can take, uh, take the place of Jesus Christ. He's the only one that died for your sins and my sins. And there's only one Savior for mankind, and that's Jesus, praise God. See, church, we need to reach out spiritually to the blind this year and help them have sight. So how do we reach out here in 2018? Well, Jesus reads from Isaiah to set the liberty of those who are oppressed. So number five, guys, is we're to bring freedom to the oppressed. See, oppressed means to be suppressed, to, to make silent, to burden by an abuse of power. And see, the enemy for a long time, guys, has tried to suppress, to make quiet the voice of the church. And if there's ever been a time in this day and age where the church needs to rise up and let its voice be heard, it's this day and age that we live in where people are trying to, to come against holiness, the sanctity of marriage, trying to water down God's word, trying to put any lifestyle behind the pulpit. If there's ever been a time that we need to preach God's word and preach the truth and tell the truth, it's this day and age that we live in, praise God. 
this day and age that we live in, praise God. Tell the truth. Timothy says this, or Paul tells Timothy this. He says, hold fast to the pattern of sound word or sound doctrine which you have heard from, from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. See, church, you can't be silent in your faith. You have to tell people. You have to tell them the truth. Don't let the enemy silence your voice. Tell people the truth of God's word and then share them your testimony. Let, you know, let them see your witness because there's people that need to see it. It's better to stab people in the front than stab them in the back. Give them the truth of God's word, praise the Lord. And see, the enemy wants to silence your voice. The enemy wants to keep you from praising God. See, because if he can get you to stop praising, getting your praise on, then he can stop victory in your life. See, because praise is a weapon of warfare for the Christian. God says this in Psalm 76, In praise I'll make myself known to you. I'll break the weapons of your enemy. I've said this before, but I'll share it again. Praise is powerful. Because when you praise God, he says, I'll meet with you. And then I'll break the power of the enemy. I'll break the weapons that comes against you. When, when you begin to praise me, when you begin to lift your voice, I'll break that oppression. I'll break that depression in your life. I'll break the things that come against you. Because see, when God shows up, the whole package comes with him. Healing, deliverance, victory, whatever you have need of, shows up with God. That's why the enemy wants you to be quiet when you come through these doors. He wants you to sit there and act like, you know, bless me if you can, because he don't want you to worship God. Because when we worship God, when praise praises go up, blessings come down, praise God. And we got to learn to worship God. Have you noticed when we all get in one mind and one accord and we begin to worship God and praise God, how the Lord comes down and sometimes there's not even no speaking because the Lord shows up. He's all right. They're praising me. They're blessing me. I'm going to show up. Church, you need to get your voice. You need to get that praise going and worship God. There's power in praise. Don't let the enemy silence your voice. Learn to praise God. Don't be silent during praise and worship. Get your praise on, man. Get your praise on. The worship team wants to come on back up. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him in church this year, 2018, we need to be anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit to reach out and touch people's lives, those that are oppressed. We need a fresh, new anointing in our lives, in our church, in our worship, in our classes, in our outreach, everything we need. We need to be anointed. You need to be anointed to reach out and touch the lost. Praise God. We can touch them and they can bring freedom to the oppressed. We have to reach out to people, guys, those that are burdened down, with those, those that are struggling with those heavy weights in their life. Let them know that Jesus Christ can touch their life. He can change them, praise the Lord. See, Matthew says this in eleven twenty eight: Come to me, all you are worried and burdened, and I'll give you rest. See, church, it's, it's our job. We need to lead people to Jesus because he's the only one that can take those heavy weights and those burdens off their life. We need to lead them to the cross. So they can unload those burdens and leave them there. There's an old song, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. You need to take those things to the Lord, those heaviness, that's weights, those things in your life, and leave them there. And then when you leave them there, don't pick them up again. Don't pick them back up and put them back on your life. Leave them at the cross. Amen. See, Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
So stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again and yoked and, and, and by a yoke of slavery. So when the Lord set you free, don't go back dabbling in the things that you got free from. Just because you got set free and you've been free for a while doesn't mean you can go over and just start playing with something that had you bound, that had you yoked, that had your life almost destroyed. Don't play in the devil's play area, guys. See, if you play with snakes long enough, you're going to get bit. It's just a matter of time. Value your freedom in Christ this morning. Value what Christ did for you on the cross to have freedom this morning. Hold it dear and precious to your life. Value it this morning, guys. Value it. So how do we reach out in 2018? Jesus reads from Isaiah to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The last one, number six, we're to proclaim the favor of the Lord. And this year, guys, 2018, this is your year. This is a year to experience freedom, joy, liberty, vision, a fresh anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And we have to reach out and tell people that they don't have to wait. They can take advantage of 2018, that Jesus Christ loves them. He has a plan and purpose for their life. And they don't have to waste another year, guys, being a spiritual prison, being burdened down, being, having a life of no vision. That God's here today to touch their lives. This is a year of change, praise the Lord. Of freedom. John 8 and 36. So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. So I'm going to have the, uh, the prayer team to come up. And if you're here today, guys, maybe you've been bound by fear in your life, anxiety. Maybe there's things that's had you bound. Today's a day God can set you free. You don't have to go through another year being bound by things in your life. The Lord has vision. He has purpose for your life. Stop living in the past. If you've been living in the past, God wants you to look to the future in him. Don't allow the enemy to keep you in a place of non-service because of things in your life, of fear, addictions. Jesus Christ is here today, and he's able to touch the captive and set them free. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through today, there's freedom in Jesus Christ. But you have to be willing to step out and say, here I am, Lord. Touch me. I want change in my life. I want a fresh vision for tomorrow. So if you're here, come on up. Get what you can get with Jesus while he's here. Don't wait. When the Lord's got something for you, reach out and grab it. In Jesus' name.